All right, welcome back to Real Issues podcast with first world problems. I'm Kyle. I'm Michael. And <laughs> I totally forgot the name of the podcast for some stupid reason. <laughs> you're waiting for the other two that you're on. The yeah. name of the other two. You're like, welcome to Real Issues. I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool name. <laughs> you came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, oh. the, po- the podcast where we deal with mainly. Comic books, hence the name, Com- Real Issues. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and we thought we'd just expand on it a little bit too um, and talk about, you know, any comic book related stuff, comic book TV shows, movies, all the all the latest news and stuff that come out as, as we get hit with it. Um, so yeah, we'll start off as we do with, with comics. Um, so what, what are you reading this week, Michael? Same old or...? Yeah, same new. old. I um, I I've been buying the because they've been releasing Hellblazer in trades. Yeah. Like over the past like two years, I think they've been doing it. Yeah. The um, old the old ones, right? Yeah, the original yeah. run of Hellblazer. Um, I got trades fourteen and fifteen recently, and I just finished. Well, I read all of fourteen today. Um. Nice. Man, I just I fucking I love Hellblazer. It's yeah. it's just so good. Like it's it's for anyone that knows John Constantine or John Constantine, if you want to pronounce it correctly. Yeah. Anyone anyone that's even heard of him, like you you know that his character's very. He's a magician. He's also a con artist. Deals mm. a lot in the occult. Funnily enough, the Hellblazer books they touch on that stuff like a lot of the early stuff's very heavily into it like he's fighting demons and shit but as the run goes on and on and on it starts to be less about that like it's it's more in the background and a lot of it is very political uh it like a lot of the writers sort of have their political views in the in the stories and a lot of social commentary happening yeah well that's what makes all the good stories good things that reflect on the times it's really fucking interesting and like seeing John in a lot of these interesting sort of situations and a lot of moral conundrums where you sort of think about like fuck I wouldn't even know what I'd do in this situation yeah and just seeing him sort of worm his way out of things and oh yeah he's, he's, he's that's one thing I have to admire about Constantine he's like he's a snake like and yeah <laughs> no no matter what he always when you think when you think he's backed into a corner he yeah somehow slithers his way out of it and it's like how did he pull that off like yeah yeah, yeah. like the the best example is the storyline dangerous habits which is what the movie is based off the Keanu Reeves movie yeah um he he does develop lung cancer and like he realizes his life's running out and the devil's pretty much waiting for him to die so he can take his soul yeah and and he just the way he gets out of it is just fucking brilliant because he got like the three lords of hell um which is like lucifer i think legion and beelzebub yeah and they, they all sort of rule hell equally and going behind all of their backs he gives his soul to all three of them so when it comes time to collect they all arrive at the same time yeah and he's like fight know, over I, me I, I only have one soul and you're going to have to fight for me but if you start a war the only way it's going to end and I'm sort of paraphrasing here the only way this war is going to end is God's going to come down and he's going to fuck all all you up and you're essentially going to be slaves to heaven and they don't want that 
you know, yeah. better to rule in hell than to be a slave to heaven sort of thing. Yeah. And so uh, Lucifer pretty much all first of the fallen um, <laughs> pretty much heals his wrists because like at, at the climax, Constantine cuts his wrists open, pretty much giving the three lords of hell a time limit to sort their shit out. Yeah. And yeah, so the first of the fallen heals his wrists and cures his lung cancer and is basically... He walks out of it unscathed. They're insanely pissed off. Yeah. And as, as you would be. Yeah, and he essentially tells them, like, you know, <laughs> I feel pretty good having the Lords of Hell watching my back because if he dies, then shit's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, hell. like, just to see him do something like that is just, it's so entertaining. Oh, it's so fuck. good. That does sound really... What, what volume is that in, that arc? Uh, four. Four, volume four. Might pick yeah. that up. That's really good. On, on, under the old um Vertigo imprint yeah. too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, for that, like, they don't hold back as well. Like, there's there's gore, there's swearing, yeah. there's, there's boobs. Yeah, anyone everywhere. anyone who doesn't know, Vertigo is under the DC, um, basically, umbrella. But for years, like, since it got... When did it start? Like, in the 80s, wasn't it? Vertigo, I think, I think so, yeah. first the public that kind of house started uh, coming about but it was it was very much for the mature reader like you had you had Alan Moore writing on it um, yeah Alan Moore's uh, Swamp Thing Saga which is you know out, outstanding and Hellblazer then came about well you know Constantine yeah. came about from Swamp Thing but yeah had yeah. a lot of and you, got, you had stuff Doom like Patrol and yeah Preacher things like that so Got a lot of really good mature reading comics there, and they go they go a little bit on beyond the tights and capes, you know the costumes. Mm. So it's really yeah, good. they definitely do. Animal um, Man too. I'm pretty sure Animal Man was under Vertigo. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. Um, um, cool. Yeah, I, I feel like Vertigo is a very good sort of gateway into independent comics as well. Like yeah. if because like Vertigo, a lot of Vertigo stuff is still in the DC universe, so you'll have. Constantine potentially interacted Batman. Yeah, yeah. Every now and again, someone drops it. Like there's the the issue. Like I think it's like the third or fourth issue of um, Swamp Thing or Saga of Swamp Thing with Alan Moore's run that the Floronic Man um, gets a visit from Superman and Green Lantern. So Mm. yeah, and they're only in it for like yeah, I think a page or two pages. Yeah, and then and then you got Swamp Thing going to Gotham and fighting oh, Batman. Yeah, like one of the, one yeah. of the best comic book stories ever fucking written, ever, ever penned. <laughs> so good. Was it um, Garden of Earthly Delights? Oh, so good. Um, <laughs> that can be yeah. yeah. That that'll yeah, be yeah. a podcast on itself. I I feel like Vertigo stuff. Yeah, like I said, it's a good gateway to to independent comics because it does sort of disassociate itself from the DC universe as a whole. Yeah. Um, despite it being connected, but it it lets you sort of ease into stuff like Image and Dark Horse, which yeah. I've kind of done myself. Like I I've picked up a few Image comics, I've read a few Dark Horse comics, and yeah, I'm, I, I I seem to be leaning a lot a lot that way recently. I think because I'm just I'm always looking for something new and different yeah i think at the moment image for me is pretty much where all that's at yeah well image you've got is it mark millar's 
under Image, isn't he? He's writing yeah. for Image at the moment yeah. with um, Malar World. Re- so. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's writing Reborn at the moment, and you got like Rick Remendel with Seven to Eternity. Yeah, like you, you got such good writers and just talent over there at Image. That they're really coming up, and and you're yeah. right too. Like, it is a good stepping stone to towards those publishing houses, just because I feel like the Vertigo imprint it doesn't like you pick up a Marvel or you pick up a DC comic, and it's very much the tights and capes you know the the love interest you know and then the big the big event stories like end of the world and stuff whereas yeah you yeah. pick up like a vertigo comic and it's you know yeah constantine it's swamp thing and it's things that aren't they are for mature readers like they're they're dealing with mature issues and and mm. political issues like fucking there's politics you know, written all over uh saga so yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. that's another one and, too, and, and stuff like Watchmen too, like oh yeah, they solid shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking that's the comic book of comic books. You know, uh, for mature readers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But image, image too. I was gonna pick up uh, Saga the other day. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. I yeah, read it. yeah. I've, I've read a lot of really good reviews about it, and I wanna, I'll, I'll probably pick that up, and I'll talk talk to you about that next week because that's like a space opera as far as as far as i i could see it looks like it's like a space opera um it looks really interesting Hmm. so there's like a ton of image stuff i want to pick up like i'm gonna wait for volume one of glitter bomb to come out next month next month yeah next month yeah um i've got like a whole heap of uh digital image stuff sitting on my computer yeah because i there's a there's a webkite, webkite, website called uh, Humble Bundle. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of it, but no. it, it mainly deals with games. Um, yeah. Basically, you go on the website and there's like a, a bundle of like games you can buy. You can There's like different levels, like, like you know, pay what you want, you get this. Uh, pay $15, you get these. Pay $25, you get these. Pay $50, you get these. But last week, I believe it was, they had a Image Comics... 25 bundle because it was Image's 25th anniversary. Yeah. And the highest level was pay $25 and you get pretty much everything in the bundle and it's just an insane amount of shit. Like, yeah. Absolutely insane, yeah. Like, I haven't touched any of it yet, but, um, like, uh, it'll probably take me two weeks to read all of it, so. Oh, nice, yeah. Probably might- more. I might look into it and I might get might get it myself. Um, well, it's ended, so you uh, can't. Yeah, well, at um, at my local the the local comic book store, they they were having an image sale on yesterday. So mm. and they were twenty percent off of everything. And image comics are already pretty cheap. Like the trade paperbacks are already pretty cheap. Um, yeah. But yeah, they had twenty percent off, and then if you spent more than fifty dollars, you went into a raffle, and then you could win uh, four people could win $500 vouchers for Image Comics so Jesus $500 got a long long way like with yeah. the Image so yeah with anything yeah. really so yeah oh another another, another one too Image um, Spawn that, that's a fucking big one right there we missed that yeah. completely um, yeah I gotta, I gotta keep picking up those those are really good so any <laughs> anything else that new that you've picked up or um, 
<laughs> like the last episode we did, I've got to go back to Green Lanterns. Um, yeah. That was very interesting because they're teaming up with Batman. Yes, I've seen the cover of that. Uh, Batman at, dry, uh, riding a Green Lantern bat. Bat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, the start of the issue I thought was really amusing because the basically Batman invites the Lanterns to Gotham because he needs help because yeah. there's like a, a crime spree happening of people sort of going going a little crazy like but like they're they're really afraid yeah. they're just overcome by fear of batman and look they're just like i have to kill the bat like i he's sort of doing my head in i just need to kill him yeah he's ter- terrifying me and uh it kind of starts with them like stopping one dude and it's like batman jim gordon simon and jess are all standing around and Simon sort of gets into Batman's face saying, you know, this is pretty friggin' obvious. Like, yeah. you know, we're in Gotham, the dude's overcome by fear. It's Scarecrow. Yeah. And Bat- Batman's like, you know, it's not Scarecrow. He uses a medium to channel his fear, but there's no evidence of any chemicals or gases around and blah, blah, blah. And Simon's like, you know, how do you know this blah, 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 all this bullshit? And Batman's like, Batman. you know. He's like, I'm a detective. Like, <laughs> like they, they had this mad argument, and like you know, uh, I think Batman's like, you know, I, I suspect it's actually something to do with the Sinestro call, which is why I've called you in. Yeah. And Simon's like, nah, like you know, our rings pick up any anomalies like that. Like we can detect any any trace of Sinestro. yellow yeah. lanterns. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And spoiler alert: at the end of the issue, you find out it's Scarecrow with Sinestro core power. So Fuck. they were both kind of right. Yeah, so. they were both kind of right, and they were both wrong too. I yeah. like that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, they they haven't figured that out yet. You just sort of see it, like you know, you know, somewhere else. Yeah, this is happening. That sounds yeah, yeah. really cool. I I also too from our conversation last week, I picked up the trade paperback of the Green Lanterns. Um, Did you read it? Yes, fucking excellent. It yeah. was yeah, Red, Red Dawn. Yeah, yeah, Red Dawn. It um, yeah, yeah, very good, very good comic. I, I see why. I see why you kept it as an ongoing, um, but yeah, uh, I I don't know. It's just something to do with Simon and Jess. I'm still not completely sold with them. Like I mm. love I love the issue. It's just there's something that I'm like, yeah. I don't think I don't think I'll pick up the single issues. I'll I'll pick up the trade paperbacks when they come out. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not down for like a, every week following up yeah, with them. Yeah. But yeah, def- they're definitely worth the trade paperbacks um yeah speaking of batman that's what segway 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 yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right let's move on to batman's issue 16 (laughs) easy okay um i've picked it up just talking with you before you haven't read it um no but oh it's good man it's it's so uh, it's unusually sweet for a Batman comic and yeah stay with me because it's fucking great like it starts off with um you're in Arkham Asylum and there's there's no there's no speech bubbles for three pages that's fucking excellent dude (laughs) it's really good yeah yeah and basically basically it's you know Bruce is there with um with Arkham looking over Psycho Pirate and shit goes haywire but after that they go to um 
goes straight into Bat Burger, which is obviously like a chain of like McDonald's, but wow, Batman themed. Yeah, so straight away, <laughs> straight away, you're just like, uh, okay, like this, yeah. is, this is weird. Fucking Bruce is there with Duke, and <laughs> and straight away too is like the first thing is like. The guy at the the guy at the counter's like, Do you want to jokerize those fries? And the look on Bruce's oh face God. is just like fuck. And then even Duke's just like looking at Bruce and like, calm down. Like don't <laughs> don't kill this guy. Um, yeah. That's goals, but it goes into they all the all the Robins have met up there, except for Tim obviously, because spoilers if anyone who doesn't know, Tim's quote unquote dead. Um, but as we know in comics, no one ever truly stays dead. Um, yeah. And this scene just goes, goes to prove it because you got Jason Todd who died is sitting there with Damien who died and then, uh, Dick Grayson who also, you know, died. So no one, (laughs) no one stays dead. Um, Hey, even Batman died. (laughs) Yeah. So, and they're all sitting there and Duke's there and basically it's a, scene of Bruce telling them to get out of Gotham because Bane's on the way and then in typical typical Robin's fashion they all ignore him except for Duke and Duke's like you know you guys are crazy it's it's Batman I've got to follow him they're just like yeah look yeah whatever um and then there's a little bit of a throwaway scene but um it's nice to have in there Batman and Catwoman are on top of the GCPD and mm. then you know Gordon comes out with two B cops and they he sees Catwoman going away like they tell her to freeze Batman lets it go um then when Bruce goes back to the house he's there with the Alfred and he has this little bit of a dialogue that's like I just thought was really really sweet and he's just like you know I'd tell you to get out of get, get out of Gotham too if I thought it'd do any good and it's just like, you know, well, you, you know, who knows, Master Bruce, um, it may, may do some good someday. And then it's like the last page, they're walking into the cave with, um, Gotham Girl and Dick, Damien and fucking Jason or, or hanging by the necks in, in the middle of the cave with Iron Bat, Iron Bane, like, oh, wow. yeah, painted in blood with them. So it's just like this really fucking, this really sweet comic like all throughout it and it's kind of like showing Bruce's like family really and just yeah, like yeah. they're small these small little interactions interactions with each other like Damien mm. and um Jason are like giving each other shit at the <laughs> at the um <laughs> restaurant so that's funny in itself you know and the little scene with the Alfred and then walking into this horrific thing at the end I'm like that's uh that's that's what a Batman comic would be it lures you in with this, you know, kind of sweetness, and then just at the mm. end, it's like, you know, fucking horror. So it was really good. Was yeah, I, I have a feeling this this arc is going to be a lot darker than usual. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm 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 hoping they take these places where I kind of wanted um, Nightfall to go. You know what I mean? Just like mm. really, really. Well, that, that's the thing, Bane as much as I love him and he, he is a such a good villain he's just he hasn't been used properly since Nightfall yeah 
or in almost every medium, he's his only claim to fame is he broke the bat. Yeah, he broke. Like, like he's he hasn't done anything since. Yeah, look, there's <laughs> so. that there's that really good um, the animated movie Doom where yeah. there's a scene where he's burying Batman alive and um, mm. and he's like he's got a line that says like first I broke broke the bat now I break the man. And then yeah. buries him alive next to his parents' coffin. Uh, coffin. Well, in his Great. parents' coffin. Oh, was it? Was it in their graves? Yeah, uh, that's right, because he, he dug he them up. Put, he put Bruce in um, his dad's yeah. coffin. His dad. Yeah. That was, I thought that was really good. I was like, you know what, man? Like, make Bane that badass fucking yeah. villain again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that Batman issue 16, get on it. Read it, read it as soon as you can. Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll have to pick it up when I go in next. I'll just have to get up the guys and be like, "Hey, you forgot yeah. my Batman. Where Give the my Batman." Fuck is it? Um, <laughs> so, have yeah. you caught up with Justice League? Last thing I read was um, they were buried under Canada. Such a good issue, dude. <laughs> like that was, yeah. a, that was another one that I'm like, this is exactly what a comic book should be. You know what I mean? Like. Like, well, the start of a good story arc, anyway. But it's one of those ones that's, like, it's just a throwaway issue. Yeah, it was it was just a one-shot. But, yeah, it was it was so good. Um, yeah. It just sort of let everyone clear the air as well. Yeah. And just, like, hey, everyone cut your shit. Yeah. <laughs> we got to be a team. Forcing, forcing, it was almost like an intervention. Like a forced yeah. intervention between them all. It was mm. so fucking good. And just that... The, Superman's dialogue all the way through it, like Superman telling them that how he's he he him and their Superman, the new fifty two Superman, aren't different. They are the same person, just with different yeah. lives. I was like, yeah, that's fucking good, man. That's brilliant. Um, really yeah. made you feel for him too. Yeah, I feel like if that Superman wasn't there, like it, that team would have crumbled. Yeah, mainly because the way how Batman's like contingency plans got revealed yeah if that was the new 52 Superman he would have reacted a bit more emotionally yeah whereas whereas this Superman was like yeah I was pissed at first but then I realized you know I would rather have him be like that than have me sort of you know lose control destroy the planet yeah yeah and it's and that's that's the thing with this Superman that I really really like that's why I'm digging the Superman story arcs just because I'm like he is he's it kind of feels like I've I've been through this rodeo I've done this before but yeah I need to I need to think about how I handle it um yeah great great little throwaway issue that's a good picking up point for Justice League if you already haven't done it it's only 14 issues in with Rebirth but anyone who hasn't um, go out, go to your local comic book shop, pick pick up that, or even download it digitally. Um, mm. Get on that Justice League. Also, too, another little event. It's only a six six issue run. Um, the Fall and Rise of Captain Adam. Have you picked that up? No. I think you would dig that, man. Um, it's only in its second issue, so pick it up. Uh, the first mm. issue is cool because you know re- reintroduces you to Nathaniel to. Um, Captain Adam. Yeah. But this second issue is really good. It goes into time travel. Um, I know you've got a little bit of an issue 
with time travel stories like you, like everyone, like they they have a lot of plot holes because it's time travel. You can't really. Uh, I I don't have issues with them. I just have issues with them when they're not consistent with each other. Yeah, yeah. I think I think when it comes to comic books though, you, you, there's a lot more you can get away with rather than because I think just because the narrative is so big, you know what I mean. Like you've got yeah such a universe that you you can kind of get away with it. Yeah, I mean, just look at the Flash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh um, my god. Yeah. So yeah, Cap- the fall, the the fall and rise of Captain Adam. Get on it. Um, basically, him coming back after years of, because you know they effectively wrote him out of New Fifty Two. Yeah. So he hasn't been around for a good six years, I think, or seven years. Um, yeah. But yeah, now. The, the, we- the, there's a character I want to see come back. And have their own run, yeah. And I just I want it done so well, and that's the question. I was just about to say that. I was like, yeah, I just bring it. I bring I, I, I really want a question. Oh, comic. Yeah. that's you know even you could introduce him through Batman. Like it would be so good. You introduce him like even because there's been different incarnations of the question. Like I think the last one we had <clears> was a chick. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you could just I don't know. Like I don't really know the backstory too much with them because I think it's different with which with each of each of them. Yeah. Um, but you could, you could so totally bring that up with Batman. Like they're both detectives. Um, they're both paranoid as all fuck. Um, <laughs> like you could you could have this mad story arc where it's you know he is kind of the villain. The question is, well, you know, the not the villain but the antagonist. So the. Mm. The guy that's just challenging Batman left, right, and center. So that would be really yeah. good to see bring back. I mean, I mean, you could even introduce the question into something like Mother Panic, or even mm. um, Constantine. Yeah, actually, Constantine would be a good one. <laughs> Two really trench coat wielding motherfuckers walking around. Yeah. No. Um, what else? Yeah. So, anything else new that you've picked up? Oh well, nothing new that I picked up, but just reading. Um, yeah, what's your pick of this week? Something that you just want people to pick up? Oh god, I'd probably go towards the Justice League. Um, honorable mention to How Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps because that was another one shot sort of issue. Mm. And um, you know the Green Lantern. Oh god, what's her name? Tor Tora Ray. They they kind of look like a, a kind of look like a chicken, but with a fin on their head. Oh, purplish. No, yellow. Yellow. Uh, vaguely sounds familiar. Well, basically, it it's a one one issue story of it's like set sixty years from now, and there's this old like grandmother telling her grandkids the story of how Starro invaded the planet, and they were oh. saved by the the Green Lantern Corps yeah. but you know found out that they were actually in a bottle that was owned by La Fleas who used Brainiac's technology like pretty much told the story of the last arc that happened Fuck. from from her perspective to her grandkids yeah and just the way it was done was so brilliant because you see it from her perspective as a little kid but the lesson she eventually taught the kids was like don't don't give in to fear. Fear is something instinctual. It happens with you not even thinking about it. 
but will will is something you choose and you choose to overcome that fear and i thought that was just so fucking just fucking amazing i yeah. thought it was great yeah, and like the last shot you see is like her going to her husband who turns out to be a, a green lantern as well and they're, they're flying off going for like a, a night ride or whatever yeah and you see on the ground in like a city center like three statues of different green lanterns from their planet nice. i just thought that was just fucking awesome like yeah that does, it sound, it does sound like a nice little nice little issue what number is that oh shit dude uh i want to say 14 yeah nice give I'll me pick. a sec I, I think i have it right in front of me no i don't i almost have it right in front of me give me give me a sec yeah I'll I'll pick I'll pick it up anyway. Regardless, oh, no, how Jordan no. and the Green Lanterns. It seems yeah. like seems like DC seems to be doing that a lot with their, with a lot with their rebirth issues now. Now that the arcs are kind of slowing down, they're coming to an end. They're kind of throwing in these one shots just to kind of tie up little <laughs> stories. It's good. Yeah, like not it. only that, but I feel like they're they're doing what they said they were going to do because the new Fifty Two is very dark. Yeah, and just very serious but this whole rebirth storyline has that feeling of hope and optimism yeah that they that i think they have been missing like uh, a lot of these issues that i've been reading you just you feel so good after them and a lot of them are just very inspiring like even the the latest superman the multiplicity one where he oh yeah where he rescues all the superman and like just how fucking like Superman is just a beacon of inspiration. Yeah, regardless, that is exactly what that character needs to be. Like, yeah, he, yeah. Like he he feels like Superman. Yeah, and what he is meant to be. Yeah, and that's 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 all the great, all the best stories of Superman are the ones where people look at him and just and they do their best just because he's around, and it's like yeah. And it's through his actions, like the things that he does, like it, with this new, the multiplicity um, storyline, like he basically throws himself on the chopping block to save all the supermen from different multi- multiverses. Mm. Um, and But then in doing so, he gives them back all their power. Like, yeah. fucking astounding, man. Really, really good, powerful stuff. <laughs> I do love the fact that Etrigan is a Superman on another planet as well. Yes, that, that was fucking excellent. Because I was like... I thought that was funny. When they first introduced him, I was like, what the, what the hell is Etrigan doing? And then I seen the S on his chest. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That's wicked. I did like the little interaction between the, the Chinese Superman as well. Yeah, Keong. Uh, yeah. Was it Keong Kong, I think. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like yeah, when they're when they're both sitting on the roof and they're eating the the food, yeah, it's yeah. like you know, but you have a million questions and he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, those small little moments, um, Superman, they're really good. Yeah, I thought that was really cool though because when when they introduced the Chinese Superman, I felt like it was like China created their Superman to oppose the American one, but yeah, they sort of met each other and it's like yeah, we're we're allies, we're we're brothers in this sort of thing yeah we're not yeah but yeah we're almost like distant cousins yeah yeah that's the feeling I got too um I haven't picked up any all new Superman since I think issue 2 so um I'll have to look into that more too now that he's coming into 
the Superman stories the, um, a lot more. Um, I think that I think that's about. Oh, Wildstorm comics coming back. Um, yeah, just for those that don't know, Wildstorm is a publishing imprint of DC Comics. Um, I think. Mm, oh, it wasn't originally. Um, I went to DC in 1999. Uh, it was created by Jim Lee, so amongst other <laughs> other comic book greats. So yeah, that's that's coming back. Um, I haven't. I don't know anything too much about them except I looked into the Authority, which is what they're bringing back, which was a comic that looks really good. It looks like it's like a lot of um, like spy kind of 007 cross X-Files sort of a thing without the aliens. Um, so that looks really interesting. So mm. Pick that up. Uh, <clears throat> and it's Warren Ellis. Yeah, he's... He's, he's pretty much... Head, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that little, that little ad they had at the back of the issues this week. Yeah. It's like, you know, what, what made you come to the wild songs like I've been abducted <laughs> like, yeah save me. me yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah what well, Warren Ellis actually wrote my favourite Hellblazer issue yeah he'd done a lot of work on Hellblazer didn't he uh, not a lot he yeah. he did start a run but the issue he wrote like the my favourite Hellblazer issue is the reason he quit his Hellblazer run oh why what was that it was called I th- I've mentioned this to you before, but the issue is called Shoot. Yeah. Um, it actually wasn't published back then, like when it was meant to, um, because like it was written, drawn, everything it was submitted for approval, and yeah. then DC were like, "We're not publishing this." Oh, this is... yeah, I vaguely remember it. And uh, like they were like, "Yeah, we we can't publish this because it was around the time of the Columbine." massacre yeah and and the issue kind of touches on that well touches on it it's pretty much about that yeah and um warren was like all right fuck you i'm i'm done with hellblazer then i'm not writing it anymore yeah i think so, I'm, yeah. yeah i think i'm getting mixed up with um preacher because he done a lot of work on preacher and he done yeah. he done some punisher really good punisher war journals as well but so they end up releasing shoot then they end up yeah publishing th- there was like a there was a I don't know how to describe it. They did this thing called Vertigo, Vertigo Resurrection. Yeah, I think it's called, and it was basically just a, a bunch of uh, Vertigo issues that were never released, essentially. Oh, nice. I have to, I have to yeah. look into that. See if they can see if I can buy that as well. You can get shoot as a trade. Like it's only one issue, but there's a bunch of other Hellblazer stories in there. But yeah, like one uh, shots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but shoot to me it's so like I read it and I was just I was speechless at the end of it I, I just I oh, just couldn't that good yeah I was I was absolutely blown away by it because it and like I read it late last year for the first time yeah but if that was released when it was supposed to it would have created such a fucking shitstorm like yeah. my god I could because, imagine yeah it's it's friggin nuts because it, it follows this investigator like in in the Hellblazer in shoot yeah 
there's been a bunch of shootings at schools like people like kids have just stood in the middle of the schoolyard pulled a gun and just shot another student and it's been happening all around the country and this investigator is trying to figure out why it's happening like trying to look for a pattern and just trying to figure out why and as she's looking at all the footage of these tapes she sees Constantine in the background of all of them and she's like who is this dude like he's connected to them all he, he must be the cause of this bullshit whatever yeah. and she, she's essentially torturing herself as well because she's constantly looking at this footage she's listening to audio tapes like her mind is just she can't take all this darkness and it's just sort of fucking with her yeah. <clears throat> eventually Constantine comes into her office and starts talking to her I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that but yeah I'll say Constantine just he goes off like he just goes fucking nuts on her um, on her yeah because like verbally not yeah. he doesn't abuse her or anything but like he yeah. starts yelling at her saying you know you're you're too blind to see what's happening you're you're looking for a pattern but you don't realize that all these kids are so disenfranchised and so apathetic towards life that the only thing they have looked forward to is getting shot in the face fuck like it's it's fucking amazing that sounds fucking morbid but yeah i yeah you can see why i can see why they didn't publish it at that time yeah fuck yeah that sounds really good it's it's fucking amazing i paraphrased a hell of a lot of that but yeah (laughs) like fucking read it like i feel like it's just required reading for everyone (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that'll be the first thing I pick up then, of um, <laughs> Constantine of Hellblazer. Um, <clears throat> all right, so I think that's it for comics. All the news for comics, everything that we know anyway <laughs> that we've been <laughs> getting. Um, yeah, we're not a we're not a be all and end all encyclopedia, uh, but yeah. we're very we're very much DC kids. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, we are. We do try. We do try to branch out a little bit. Um, every now and again to be fair Winter Soldier is one of my favourite stories ever so yeah and you know what Civil War 1 the first not the Civil War 2 that they've got going but Civil Wars and Old Man Logan are fucking astounding stories and that Uh, fucking Thanos story you gave me which one Thanos Rising yeah yeah that was yeah that's I think I think they fucking nailed Thanos in that um but that I this is my fear um, with the movies with them introducing Thanos is that he won't be like the Thanos that we see in the comics he won't be this fucking I unstoppable don't... force that's in love with death like you know what well, I mean I, I, think he can't, I think he will but he still won't have that much depth like with Thanos Rising you pretty much saw where he came from yeah, and, and what happened to him? Like you, you won't get that at all. Yeah, it's it's secret origins of fucking Thanos. Like how mm. it, it's almost like how to how to make a serial killer. Um, yeah, but, but it's yeah. I I do worry that he's just gonna be a big bad. Yeah, that's which he he doesn't deserve that. He's a much better character than that. Oh yeah, I I really hope the MCU flesh him out and. And they just take him as far as they can, like make him as yeah. brutal as they can, um, mm. kind of, and still catering, to, still not kind of changing it. Yeah, <clears throat> I still want to go to a Marvel film and and watch a good 
good Marvel movie, but mm. uh, I just want to see him like pick up fucking Captain America by his throat and throw him like halfway across the fucking asteroid, <laughs> whatever they're fighting on. Yeah, yeah, it'd be so yeah. good. Um, I I, I kind of hope they don't take too much from Infinity War though. Yeah, well, that's a big, big, big story to take from. That that'd be like DC trying to do Crisis, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I, um, when I say that, I just I really hope they find an alternate solution yeah. to Thanos. Like, because with the way that Thanos got beaten in Infinity War, mm. I felt was such a major fucking cop out. <laughs> yeah, like it was himself. He beat himself yeah. basically. Because yeah. what it, what it was is we get he got all the gems. He made the gauntlet, and then what was it was his daughter that tricked him into taking the gauntlet off because he become omnipotent mm. taking on pretty much the fucking oldest entities in the universe um and yeah, kind the of wiping, celestials yeah. yeah the celestials and wiping the floor with them and then she's like you know you don't need that gauntlet to fucking you know pimp slap yeah. me bring it on big daddy and he takes <laughs> it off and fucking yeah and she, then everyone yeah, yeah, that's it. But yeah, I hope I hope that that was a copy. I hope they don't do it, do it that way. Um, mm. I hope it's, it's got to do something to do. I really hope too that they put death into it, like that he is. Apparently, she's been cast. Yeah. Do I, we know that, who? That's. Uh, I think I read something. It could have been fake. Yeah. Who knows with that. the internet? Did you did you find yeah. it on Facebook? If you found it on Facebook, fucking fake take it with a huge oh. grain of salt but because there's over like I think 69 characters now in the in Infinity War which is a fucking hell of a lot yeah um speak mm, uh it's just rumours uh, well speaking yeah. of uh, but 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 no. guess who it was rumoured to be oh shit Nev Campbell Eva Green. Eva Green? Yeah. Where's she from? Really? Penny Dreadful. Oh, the chick. The the main girl out of Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see it. Possibly. I would love that. That'd be that'd be amazing. I don't know. I've only ever seen her in that. So, I'd probably have to yeah. see her in something else. She, she's pretty good, man. Oh, look, I, I, like... I think she's fucking great in Penny Dreadful. I love that show, but... I'd like to see, you know, before I start saying, yeah, yeah, like, fuck it. <laughs> Cast her and everything. I'd like to see her in other things, too. Um, which also brings me... The next movie coming out for us is Logan. I think that's, yeah. the, f- that's the first comic book movie of 2017. Um, yeah. Trailer 2 dropped, I think, last week. And, oh, fuck, that looks good. That looks so good. Um, yeah. Another... I. I hope they get their shit together. Look, I know Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman aren't coming back anymore for Professor Xavier or Wolverine. Um, so I think Fox have got to do something there and replace them because I don't see people going to X-Men movies without Wolverine in it. Um, and to have uh, I, think, I think a lot of that was evidenced by Apocalypse. Like, I don't think yeah. many people saw that. Which is... Oh, like I watched Apocalypse again 
Um, so I watched it twice. Watched it at the movies, and I watched it, I think a few weeks ago. Um, I I dug it. I don't. I it's not the greatest movie, but I don't know. It seems it felt a lot better than the last few X Men movies we've had. Um, I know I liked it better than Days of Future Past. So, but that might hmm. be. That might be too because I think I've got a little bit of a soft spot for Apocalypse because you know being a '90s, growing up in the '90s, having X Men yeah. animated series, Apocalypse was always the big bad. Um, yeah. So yeah. you know, um, what about what do you think of it? Apocalypse. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. Ah, thought that much of it, have you? Yeah, pretty no. much. Like I, I honestly, I don't know. I can't care about the x-men movies anymore like logan is a whole different kettle of fish like this this just looks fucking fantastic this um this just looks so different yeah it doesn't look like a typical fox film fox x-men film yeah people in tights someone's going to destroy the world or someone's trying to kill all the mutants yeah, um, it looks like a lot, a lot more personal. Yeah, this is Logan just trying to be an old man and being <laughs> done with everything. So yeah. it'll, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle handle why he is the way he is because in Old Man Logan, which is what you know, this is heavily taken from, he actually he's tricked into killing all of the X Men, and that's why he's like, I want to be left alone now. Like years later, he's just like. He's broken because of it. He's killed all of his, all his family, pretty much. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this, um, and yeah. what they're going to give him. I hope it's not something pussy, just kind of like I'm done fighting, like I've seen enough, <laughs> like I'm tired, like I'm tired. I hope it's something a little bit more. Um, well, the I think the first trailer said that all the mutants were gone as well. So yeah. Uh. I mean, it could it could have been him, but like it could have been something else as well. Like something may have happened. Like I think, regardless, he's he's watched his family die. Yeah. So it could be a virus or something. Oh no, because then you got Professor X there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, definitely looking forward to it. Um, yeah. But I mean, like I've talked about it before, but this it hopefully is the turning point for comic movies as well. Like, yeah, if it does this... well and is received well, then maybe other studios will be like, holy shit, yeah. we, can, we can do something like this. And other studios like the Marvels, even though I doubt they'll change their formula, but even WB and DC might be like, we can tell stories like this and yeah. people will go and watch it. Because yeah. at the moment, everything, as I, I do like a lot of it, yeah. But it's still very standard. I feel like everything's still stuck to a, a formula that yeah. they've been using for the past ten years or twelve years. Yeah, and it's just it's kind of getting old. Yeah. Look, I <laughs> so, yeah. I was feeling that way with um, Ant Man after no no not Ant Man um, Civil War after Civil War was like well, I I enjoyed it. I want to come come across as if I'm putting putting the MCU down um mm. but it like you said it, it feels like they're just re, they're you know washing and repeating you know what I mean yeah. and it's 
the same formula every single time. I'm like, I'm like, look, it was, I do enjoy it, but I don't want to sit down and watch Iron Man 50 times over. Like, yeah, I want to watch something different. Um, funnily, funnily enough, that's what Ant-Man was. It was essentially yeah. Iron Man with a different person. Yeah, but this is what I liked about Ant-Man is that it knew what it was. It knew that it was a kind of like how... Guardians of the Galaxy. Why Guardians of the Galaxy was so popular is because both of those movies knew what they were, and they're like, yeah. okay, like I think that's the MCU being like, this is a bit of a stretch for these ones, so we're just gonna make it funny, but not not forcibly funny, like how Civil mm. War was. Like Civil War was like it was almost every scene there was a quip or there was a joke or a punchline or something like that. That's just kind of like it just felt forced, and it's like I don't want to yeah. see that. Either. Or, you know, fucking Ultron. Yes, like. Ultron. Actually, that, sorry, that was the one. That was the one where I was like, I've had enough. Um, yeah. Age of Ultron. Because I, I got the Age of Ultron story up too, and I don't want to be one of those, oh, you know, it's not comic book accurate. But what I didn't like is that Ultron in the comic books is badass. He's powerful. He's death and destruction. He's, he's cold as well. He has no emotion. Yeah, he's a fucking robot. He's artificial yeah. intelligence. So he doesn't... Yeah. He doesn't process feelings. Um, yeah. But in this, but it's like he's cracking jokes. He's, like, he's, a, he's a robotic Tony Stark. That's what he is. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, come on. Like, I don't... I fucking don't want to say that. And then that's what... That's what <clears> got me the shits with Civil War is because... Tony's in Age of Ultron saying, you know fuck the limits, we need to push the boundaries, and then in Civil War he's saying we need boundaries because we're, we've got too much power unchecked, and it's like, you've got too well, much to, power Well, to unchecked. be fair, that's probably a result of Ultron, like, that probably happened, and that probably made him do a 180, and he was just like, okay, I see where these people are coming from now. Yeah, that that's fair enough, but there's like, there's no lead up to that, like, yeah. in the the like the reason why I don't I don't I feel like that wasn't a part of it is because there was no kind of explanation of that the only explanation mm. you got was Tony and it's just Tony making the same mistakes again in Civil War like you remember when when he was in Civil War he was having that um he was having that show about to the MIT students yeah about the grant and stuff and then and then you can see he walks out the back and then he's all upset and stuff and he meets that woman who had a 16 year old son who died in um in um Age of Ultron yeah. Yeah, yeah at the city and so he's all fucking upset about that and then what what's the next thing he goes and does he goes and gets a fucking 16 year old Spider-Man and recruits him and it's like <laughs> that's Tony making the same mistakes and it's like because he's a selfish prick and I'm like he obviously hasn't learnt his lesson hmm. but um yeah that's 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 nitpicking like and I know it's nitpicking but this is what the podcast is about it's called Real Issues um, yeah Let, let's reiterate Carl did like Civil War <laughs> yes I did like Civil War calm down before the internet comes and fucking yeah. rapes me um, you can like something and have issues with it yes exactly real issues with it yes um, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> um, Flash, have you been have you been watching that? The 
TV show? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm yeah, caught up. I I watched I watched all the DC shows on Friday after work. <laughs> nice. Just, so you wait you wait till the end of the week. Well, I, I had a rough week, so <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty brutal week. Oh, man. But, yeah. How? I I'd never thought I'd say this, but I'm done with Arrow. Like I'm, I I can't. Oh, man, I'm I'm getting there. Man, I can't I, do I'm, it. Can't do it. This is the first one I haven't watched. This first, ep- this last episode, I still haven't watched it. Um, it's it's getting to the point where I feel like it's <laughs> you, know, it's doing what we were just saying Marvel is doing. Yeah. It's it's just it's just going around in circles. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous, but I, I'm I'll probably stick this season out, and I might start the next one just to see if it improves, but. At the at the way it's going, I'm just sort of like. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm seriously every time I'm watching that, I'm sitting I'm sitting there with Annalisa and I'm screaming at the TV every time like Felicity <laughs> opens her mouth or something. Somebody judges inevitably. Somebody judges Ollie for doing something in his past life or doing something in his present life, and they judge him so harshly and they blow it out of proportion. That I'm like, mm. just fucking shoot him, Molly. Shoot him in the neck with an arrow. <laughs> For fuck's sake, like, yeah. shut him up. That that's the thing. Like, even even when they question him, they they second guess him. It's like, yeah. why are you doing this? And it's like, you have no fucking idea what his thought process is. You yeah. put so much trust in him in every other aspect of your life, but the second he's like, hang back while I take care of this, they're just like, no. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, it's almost as if everybody's got, a, like, a bigger ego than him. Yeah. And it's like, well, essentially, he doesn't have an ego. Everyone else has got an ego. It was, like, yeah. the last the last episode I watched where it was, like, um, Ollie, Ollie ordered ordered the team not to do something or not to follow him, and Felicity goes onto, an, onto another she, channel, yeah. channel and then tells him yeah. the exact opposite to do it, and it fucks up the whole, the yeah. whole thing, and I'm like... Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck, Felicity? Like, you're not, you're not the one out there. Like, you're sitting back at the fucking lair, back in the Arrow Cave, on a computer. Like, stick to your job. You know what yeah. I mean? Until you start knowing how to fucking fire arrows, and then you know, I think in that episode too, they had her hitting a heavy bag, and I'm just like, oh fuck's sake! I'm like, I hope this heavy <laughs> bag just like snaps off the chains and crushes her. So I can't, I can't take, can't take her anymore. Um, yeah, I I think for Arrow to improve, they need to get rid of all the baggage. Yeah. Like, the sooner Ollie is on his own, or at least with Black Canary, yeah, the better it'll be. Well, because that that's how well he operates. Yes. Like, but also to take him, take him to that, the comic book kind of character where he's he's sort of this hippie. He's a very much a like. Yeah, I mean, they literally call him that in the current comics. He's a, he's a social justice warrior. Yeah, and it's like that's what that's what he needs to be. Like, stop making him, stop blowing things up where he's dealing with. Yeah, the, like the League stop of Shadows, trying to save. You know? Yeah, stop trying to save the city. Like, get him to. He needs more focused stories. He needs yeah. smaller stories where he's fighting for the little guy, which is what he's all about. Yeah, and he's he's defending the defenseless, not saving the world. Yeah, look, this this was something that I came up with last week, thinking about it, talking to Annalisa about it. I was like, 
this is what I would like. If I was writing Arrow, this is what I'd eventually do. How, you know how they've got the flashbacks of his old life and how, mm. how, you know, this is, you know, how Ollie become Ollie or yeah. Ollie became the Green Arrow. I would do this. I would flip it in the next season. So instead of having flashbacks of the past, you set everything in the future and then you have flashbacks of that, of our present. So mm-hmm. the future Ollie is fucking like Ollie from um, Dark Knight Returns. He's got one arm, he's withered, he's got a fucking beard, and he's just bitter. He's just constantly bitter. Like, And then <laughs> the the present the present flashbacks, we see what got him so bitter, eventually leading up to him losing an arm. You know what I mean? Mm. But I'm like, you could drag that out for fucking two to three seasons easy. You know? And I'm like, that would be a much better storyline. You see... Like you'd see everybody, and you get a you get rid of everybody in the meantime. So, all these people, you know, the whole the whole team, Arrow, fucking Felicity, even John, like you just get them killed, and it's like you kill them off one by one. Mm. And I'm like, that's how Ollie become bitter. And then you know, eventually when you get up to that point, and it's like you're up to the future again. It's this old man, this bitter old man, this old hero, trying to reclaim back his spirituality and then fighting for the little man but you know, yeah we can all fucking dream um, <laughs> but that, that yeah. I think that too I'm watching Flash uh, Flash and mm. Supergirl seem to be my favourites at the moment um, man Supergirl is is probably the biggest cheese pizza I've ever seen in my life oh but how like it's good cheese pizza you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. like it's cheese pizza that you get yeah every every week you get it and you just don't care though you're just like yeah it's pizza it's good it's filling yeah. my stomach like it's yeah oh my. i love it man yes. there, there are some parts of it that that shit me though like i feel like every i'm pretty sure every man in that show every male in that show has fallen in love with cat <laughs> Like, I was so fucking relieved at the end of the last episode where she rejects Monel. I'm just like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Like, just, just keep it fucking platonic. Yeah. Can she get along with a dude without him trying to get into a good bits, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, please, please. Oh, like, I, I'm, I'm like that with a lot of things though like every time i see a movie or i start watching a tv show and there's a dude and a chick i'm just like just just have yeah, can we not be friends yeah can just, we not be friends yeah it's like but can we can we even not have that like can we just forget the love interest yeah can like because i don't i don't want to know about it like just yeah keep it platonic keep it mm. like we're friends and we wear fucking costumes and we fight and we beat up bad guys it's like yeah. cool fucking do it let's let's see it um, yeah, you're right. It was yeah, Win Win liked her. Jim, you know, her and Jimmy had a thing, which I really, I was really against. I didn't like that because mm. I, I don't know. I just felt really. It felt forced. Yeah, yeah, it definitely felt forced. Um, and yeah, now Monel. Um, yeah. Now keep in mind, we're only halfway through season two, and she's gone through three dudes. Mm, big time. Just make yeah. her. Just make her a lesbian like her sister. What if I can make everything <laughs> fine? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, Supergirl is really good because I'm like it, that. That's the only show that kind of feels like a. I'm watching a comic book come to life. Um, Flash yeah, is, uh, I think Flash does that for yeah. me as well. I think Fla- I think Flash does that for us though because we we know you you more than me, but we know <laughs> Flash's history. 
You know what I mean? Mm. Like we we've, we've read flash stories. We know we know the story arc. So when we see characters pop up, we're like, oh, we know that person. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Flash is very much DC universe. Like it feels like Supergirl is very much in her own thing. Yeah. Like you won't get a lot of fan service, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but with the Flash, it's thrown in like a lot of references to other things. Uh, even Arrow has as well. Like there's been a lot of Green Lantern references over the years and oh, yeah. whatnot. There was, so. there was that one episode I think it was Arrow where they the camera pans yeah, past the I jacket th- with Ferris Air on it or something. I think it said H Jordan. Yeah, that's yeah. It said H Jordan. Yeah, the yeah. aviator jacket. So yeah. there's a, there's yeah. a lot of there, there's a lot of little Easter eggs like that. But Flash, I I just can't believe for a show it's in its third season and mm. essentially it's about a guy that runs really fast. And when you think about it, the villain every villain's just been a faster a person. faster person. Yeah. But they just do it in a way that you keep coming back week after week. I'm like, I want more. I want more. Yeah, yeah. They they raise the stakes. I mean, like, I I do kind of have an issue with that because I know there are other villains. There are other Flash villains that are so good mm. that you could base an entire series around. And I mean, they've already fucked up by killing Snart. Well, have you been watching Legends? Yeah, they they kind of happened. Did you How so? remember the last episode? Yeah, um, uh, Mick's got that chip in his brain, and he's and you know how he's keep seeing snark. Mm. Um, when he's talking to the professor about it, he was basically saying what happened was when snark died in that explosion, he didn't actually die. He he just got spread out like. That ended they, up being not not true. What? Yeah, like, they, they solved that in that episode because they took the chip out and, like, nothing changed. It, it's basically the... Professor Stein told Mick that, like, look, you're... The this, chip's faulty. Yeah, like, you're, you're... This is your way of processing your guilt or your... This is how you're grieving for Mick. Yeah. You're just sort of seeing him everywhere and having these conversations essentially Mick's gone crazy <laughs> oh shit nah because uh, I just assumed that because I heard that I remember him saying yeah, that the, the chip was faulty and it's like yeah you've just gone crazy but when he was talking about like what happened to Snart I was like oh that is plausible like that's you know <laughs> oh, believe me, I, I wish it was yeah, not, not, in rea- not plausible in reality but like okay. in a show where they travel them back through time it's plausible yeah. um but, but I mean, you could you could have a whole season of the Rogues. I mean, yeah. you could have a whole season of Mirror Master. Dude, yeah, because like, what they're doing in the Flash comic now with um that last issue I read, where the the Rogues have gone, they went to Corto Maltese and they basically yeah. got Mirror Master to set up a a fucking fake heist on Corto Maltese, and yeah. then while Flash is there trying to round them up, the fucking Rogues are. They, they're hitting multiple places in Central City. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "That's fucking, that's gold, dude!" Like, bring that. Like, I, I, I've been reading those kinds of things for ages, and mm. like, I, I see it a lot. And like, because a lot of people that don't necessarily read the comics, or not enough of them, probably see the Rogues as a joke. Like, a lot of people are like, "Why are these guys even a challenge for the Flash?" Yeah, but 
you do it the right way and they completely fuck him up yeah well, like it's one of those it's, things it's amazing yeah dude every time every time i've seen the rogues take on barry it's in a way that they essentially end up winning when they work together but mm. you know inevitably they're villains so they all end up yeah trying to fuck each other over um yeah plus, plus they have this special relationship like where barry he, he doesn't hate them yeah per se like they they sort of have a mutual respect for each other yeah it's sort of like barry feels like they're a nuisance but okay, yeah it's strange because it's sort of like a happy nuisance because it almost feels mm. like well i'd much rather be chasing down the rogues than chasing down fucking zoom you know what i mean mm. yeah. um yeah you're right they do have a weird relationship <laughs> but like yeah i feel like they can do a whole season like you can do a whole season on grod as well like, oh yeah, I'm I'm just waiting for that. You well, know? apparently, I think uh, there's an episode this season where the whole team goes to Gorilla City on on Earth Two, on Earth Nineteen, I think, where HR's from. Oh okay. Yeah, I think I think that's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure what Earth they go to, but I know that they go off Earth One to Gorilla mm. City, because um, that's where they sent Grod. Yeah, so, yeah, they fucked him off. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I feel like I, I have a little issue with Barry at the moment as well. Yeah, like more with the writers, I think. But like, I feel like they don't quite know what he is, because for one thing, he it, it's like he's still learning. He's still yeah. sort of finding his full potential, but at the same time, he's this wise fucking. Zen master. Well, he's tra- yeah, he's training Wally at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I understand and, what he's saying. Yeah. And like, it is it is kind of cool seeing Wally um, get faster because, given history, Wally is the fastest Flash. Yeah, uh, he does surpass Barry in terms of speed. Mm. Barry uses the Speed Force better than Wally, but in terms of pure speed, Wally is faster than teleportation essentially well that's Um, the way i look at that i think it's just because that comes down to sort of um intellect i feel like barry like you said barry uses the speed force in a better way i think that's just because he's a bit a bit more clued i don't want to say smarter just a bit more clued in i'd say yeah i think yeah he's he's a bit more academic i guess and more more knowledgeable about just science in general and how things work where I think Wally's more instinct yeah he's he trusts his gut so yeah, yeah. Um, I love him I love him to death he's what do you think of Wally amazing. in the show I love him like he's yeah. he's slowly becoming the Wally I know yeah because like when when you first see him and I mean it does match his origins even in the comics like he does come from a very broken home and a very sort of fucked up relationship with his parents and whatnot yeah um it is different to the typical comic origin story for him, but he does end up becoming this fun, carefree, sort of very laid-back kind of guy, and especially the last episode, I could see it happening to him as well. He's smiling a lot, he's making jokes, he's yeah. becoming just that little bit more light, I guess, he's yeah. a little more light, carefree, light. and he's becoming the Wally I know, and the Wally I love, and I love that, it's yeah. fucking amazing. Becoming a lot more light-hearted, that's what I think of Wally, 
Yeah, I think yeah. Barry, Barry's a little bit more weathered. Like he's Barry's seen some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, not not to say Barry's a cynical prick. Like he's no, no. he's no, he's no Oliver Queen in Arrow. But... <laughs> no, fuck no. <laughs> But yeah, yeah he's, but, he's definitely he's he's got his head more on his shoulders. I think he's more grounded. Yeah, that that is a good point. I hadn't thought of that. But um, the, I think the reason with listening to An- Andy Kreisberg, the one of the producers of the show, one of the creators, um, he was saying when they created Flash, they didn't want to make him, they they can't make him powerful, too powerful, because then mm. if he's too powerful, it's like well then there's kind of no show because it's like you yeah, just yeah. stop everything really he's, he's arguably the most powerful character in the DC universe yeah so. yeah and it's like, just kind of like the same thing that they done with Smallville where you didn't see Clark really fly until the last episode and it's like there's a reason for that because it's like if he was if he was Superman when he was young then there's no character growth there like there's yeah. no yeah and I can see that's why they're doing it with Barry in uh, Flash but yeah it's like like what you say too it's like then they give him this you know he's a sidekick that you need to mentor now um, and yeah. trying to juggle that is pretty difficult so yeah um, I think that's about it for everything um, it's all the uh, Ben Affleck oh Batfleck yes Batfleck um, dropping I mean, out I, I don't think we really have much to say about it yeah. to be honest look I think everything's yeah. already out there I, I've got I can go on for hours about the DCEU and how the things that are wrong with them, but the things that I love about them and the community in general that fucking shit all over them um, and how damaging it is to them. But I think Batman... I think well, I mean, Batman, even, even, even the blind fans can get... Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's both sides that I'm getting yeah. pretty fed up with because it's like all I ever see are articles um, that are like bashing DCEU and saying how shit mm. it is and in the same vein holding up Marvel and being like they should they need to be like this and then I have the other the other flip side where it's you know DC fans that are just like fuck Marvel and this is great and nothing's wrong with these movies and they're perfect and this and it's like no dude they're not like no movie yeah. is like I dare say like the Dark Knight fucking Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight is the closest I think Batman movie we will ever get in our lifetime I hope I hope I'm not right I hope we get more but that's one of those movies that I'm like the faults that are in it are so minuscule that they're not even worth mentioning um yeah because I, I watched that movie and I'm like fuck like Ah, oh, this is so good. Um, yeah, it's just it's just astounding. But like you say, it's on both sides, and it gets mm. it does get frustrating because it's like I love I love the DC movies. I love all of them, um, regardless of what people say. But yeah, so do I. But I'll be the first person to tell you that Suicide Squad was choppy as fuck. You know? Yeah, look, the edit. Oh. I I agree with you. I think the editing could have been a lot better. Um, yeah. And you know, I think the script the script was written in about two weeks, yeah. Or something that was like that. that was another big flaw, I think. Yeah. Um, I think Suicide Squad needed to be more focused. It, it shouldn't have been so big, not such a grand scale. Have yeah. a different villain, you know. Yeah. Look, I. As far as, I I liked it. It's another one of those. I I really liked the film. Um, 
I've watched it, I think, four times now. But <laughs> there are flaws with it. It's like like Man of Steel. Man of Steel is one of my all-time fucking favorite films now. But there are fucking flaws in it. But the flaws mm. that are, it's like I was saying, like you got to be able to realize them and then still come out of it and judge this movie and be like, do I like it? Yes, that's it. Yeah. And it's like it's a good movie. Um, but yeah, with with Batman, I think with Ben Affleck dropping out, I think it I think it is pretty much just a case of juggling too much um, <clears throat> because he's, he's producing it he's written the scripts for it uh, or the draft anyway um, directing it and acting it it's like yeah of course one of them have got to drop and mm. I'm really glad that he decided to drop directing um, simply because I think being a producer he's still got leeway he's still got he's still got enough power to be like well no we don't want it we don't want it heading in this direction um unless yeah. it, unless it comes to wb then you know they, they hold all the power um, that 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 was my biggest concern like when i heard he stepped down my first thought was wb were like you need to do the movie this way he's like no go fuck yourselves yeah well, and they just they just couldn't come to an agreement so he just went fuck it <laughs> well he said in one of the interviews that he won't direct batman if the script isn't there if it's not right and that could very well be a possibility of what happened the wb are like you know this script that you turned in is great but we want to we want to move it into this direction and he's like well no i don't want to do that um yeah because i think he's acting as batman i think he's spot on i think he's perfect like he's the batman straight out of the dark knight that sort of a batman um yeah so I'm, yeah, he, he's he's Miller's Batman essentially. Yeah, definitely, yeah. and I I love that. I'm so glad we're getting that. Um, but yeah, like I I feel I feel like it was a good choice, um, a good decision, regardless of who made it. I think it's a good decision. I think acting and then directing a Batman film, oh, yeah, like the yeah. weight of the world on that man's shoulders, like surely. Yeah. Like, you're gonna you're gonna be damned if you do and damned if you don't. So, yeah. uh, having said that, I wouldn't mind him taking another shot at it though. Like if they do a sequel for the Batman, him directing and acting. Yeah. If if they if he can learn to juggle it and do it well, I wouldn't mind seeing him take a crack at it. Yeah. Well, look, we we all know the man can direct. Like he's one of is. Did he win an Oscar for directing? Yes. I, think, I know I he's won. So. I know he's won one for writing. For Goodwill Hunting, I'm pretty sure he won director for Argo, didn't oh, he? Oh fuck! Well, no, he definitely got he definitely got nominated. But look, yeah, yeah, just being nominated, it's like we know we know the man can direct. And I watched um, Live by Night, Live by Night, um, two nights ago, and that that's fucking brilliant. That's that's a movie that just kept giving, and it's like obvious the man can do something where he can. <clears throat> He can act and he can direct at the same fucking time. Like, he's got that ability. Um, but when it comes to a, you know, a movie like The Batman, which is going to be like a 200 plus million dollar budget, um, you know, the weight, like I said, the, the weight of it is going to be pretty immense. So, yeah, good luck, good luck to him. But <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad that he's dropped the directing role, so... Uh, he won Best Picture for Argo as producer. Oh, okay. There you go. He's got two two Oscars, one for producing and one for writing. 
and another one for best direction as the screenplay writer. Oh, really? Oh, yes, yeah. That's that was... a ba- Oh no, that's that's BAFTA. He gives shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it for this week. So, yeah. Yeah, and we'll be back next week with all new real issues. So, until <laughs> until then. <sighs> See ya. See ya.